0: Hi there. Thank you for coming back to another episode of Maverick Messages. My name is Chloe, and I am a senior here at Providence Baptist College. Listen closely and allow God to use this chapel message to speak to your heart. One of these days, soon, soon, I hope to get out on the water and do a little fishing. Amen. I'm telling you what, man, I live up in the frozen tundra. I was down in I was down there, I think I've been down in Baton Rouge, I don't know if, uh, I think I came back since then, I was down there, we had Mardi Gras, had Mardi Gras conference down in Louisiana, <laughs> imagine that, a Mardi Gras, and I preached on, hey mister, I got something for you, hey mister, throw me something, but um, yeah, got down there, it was 80, like 88 degrees, and then I came back and it was like 20 or 10 or zero or something like that and I was all excited because I was coming back and I was looking at all the fishing boats and guys going fishing down Mississippi up through parts of Louisiana Mississippi into Tennessee and man I thought wow man I'm gonna go fishing and then I get up and I, think, nah, I ain't gonna go fishing yet man you guys are spring breaking and man I'm laboring laboring for the Lord laboring for the Lord you know I was down I got so excited one time this really happened i was down in uh in uh Wills point texas not too far from where you guys were at on spring break and i'll be there brother angel and i'll be preaching together uh, a couple of weeks down in Wills point texas brother jeremy Ogden. and i go there about every three years or every couple of years and there's a beautiful lake lake fork and it's known for you know big bass big crappie and i got to go out a couple of times with a guide out there and and I was so, man, I was so excited. Caught some fish and, and was getting back, and I told Susie, I said, Hey, Susie, I said, I'm coming in, and this is in, this is in March. I mean, this is like end of March, first of April. so I'm coming in, see if you can have the boat, you know, hitched up, and as soon as I land, get home, we'll take off, and we'll go out to Lake McBride. It's close. We'll go fishing. And so she's thinking like I am. We just got one thing on our mind, and that's go out to the lake. And so get home and sure enough, the boat's ready, loaded. She's got sandwiches and, and and pop and everything. I mean, when we go on a fishing event, I mean we got groceries. I mean, we may not catch any fish, but we got groceries. And I mean she packs that boat up and she's got the gear and it's ready to go, and man, we headed out to Lake McBride. And not even thinking about it, get up to the the launch and I'm back in the boat down and there's no dock. There's no dock there, which is, that's not a big problem. But I got out to look, and the lakes froze over. <laughs> I'm telling you, we went all of that way, and we're about to launch a boat in a frozen lake. <laughs> I mean, you know, we laughed at each other, thought, man, nobody, you know, that, that's, that, you know, we just got the fever. And all we could think of was just going fishing. And there it was, and we didn't get to go fishing and uh, so now you know, uh, you know how I operate. Sometimes I just got into the zone. I was into the zone. I mean, I was ready to go. I mean, you'd have thought it was terrific Tuesday, <laughs> but it wasn't. It was. not it, it was Frozen Friday. <laughs> it was frozen. It was Frozen Friday. You guys were singing. I want that mountain. And it brought back to me when I moved to Iowa, uh, we'd sing that chorus and I said, hey folks, I got one. And we started singing, I want Lynn County, I want Lynn County, where the cornfields stretch for miles and the Hawkeye fans go wild, I want Lynn County, I want Lynn County, the county that the Lord has given me. And, of course, uh, we're still at it. We haven't got it yet, but we're still doing our, well, we're making an effort. I failed even to say doing our best sometimes, but uh, we're, we're at it. Hey, got a little Boudreaux story for you, huh? How about Boudreaux? We hadn't heard. Actually, this is from Thibodeau, 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 Thibodeau. This is Boudreaux's uh, cousin. cousin. Uh, Boudreaux, Thibodeau, Thibodeau was driving his pickup truck down the levee and he was going real fast. He was going pretty fast. And this Louisiana State Trooper, he saw Thibodeau, and he took out there after him. He went on with the syringe on and everything, lights are flashing, syringes sounding. And he kept going after Thibodeau, and Thibodeau kept running and running, and he wouldn't pull over. And finally, after about 20, 30 miles, he ran out of gas. And that police officer, that, that trooper said, Budo! Why didn't you pull over? You saw me way back there. He said, oh, officer. He said, I'm so sorry. He said, my wife, Clotilde, she ran off with a state trooper, and I thought you was him, and you were bringing her back to me. (laughs) And uh, so anyway, you don't want to mess with Clotilde, huh? You don't want to mess with Clotilde. So my goodness. Hey, take your Bible and just open it anywhere. It's all good, amen? It's all good. I'm thinking, did I bring my message? Did I leave it? Maybe I did. I have no idea. Where'd it go? I thought I had a message here. I'll find one. I thought it, oh, it's over here, I think. I think this is it. No, that's not it either, man. I must have left it in the, no, it ain't, here it is. All right, I got it. Turn in your Bible. Where did I tell you? That's a good place. All right, that's a good place. Hey, Johnny had been misbehaving and was sent to his room. And after a while, he emerged and informed his mother that he had thought it over and then said a prayer. His mother said, fine. If you ask God to help you not misbehave, He will help you. Johnny said, oh, I didn't ask the Lord to help me not misbehave. I ask Him to help you put up with me. And that's what I'm praying that you'll put up with me, all right? In your Bible, turn with me over there to 1 Timothy chapter 2. I do want to talk about the subject of prayer just a little bit Uh, this morning. I thought it might be a blessing to you. So we'll uh, take a look here at 1 Timothy chapter number 2 and read these familiar scriptures to you. Here this morning. First Timothy chapter 2 and verse 1 through 6. The Bible says, I exhort therefore that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for some men. Is that what it says? Men you like. Uh, men of your race. No, it doesn't say that. It says made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come into the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. Verse 8 says, I will therefore, I will therefore, that men pray everywhere lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. I want to just give you seven blessings of prayer this morning. Seven blessings of prayer. A.B. Simpson said prayer is the link that connects us with God. You know, we'd like to see the Lord move. We'd like to see revival. But if we're going to see the Lord move and if we're going to see revival, then it must be preceded by prayer. It seems like every moving of God... Every revival that you read of in the Scripture is predicated on prayer. Somebody's praying. Amen? And certainly we need uh, people today that are praying, a praying people. Man, our country, as you well know, is in bad shape. I mean, you just turn on the news and you all you hear is just bad news most of the time. I'll never forget, I was walking down Ben Yehuda Street in, uh, in Jerusalem some years ago, and it was in the evening, and I think it was like a Thursday evening, and uh, some guys, we were Uh, on tour and we were walking and doing some souvenir shopping and there was a lot of activity a lot of people out uh, that time of the evening and on that street in particular and I had a fellow walk up to me a stranger and says uh, hey would you like to hear some good news amidst all of this bad news and I said sure and he proceeded to witness to me right there on the streets of Ben Yehuda or Ben Yehuda Street in Jerusalem I have never had anybody come up to me in my life up until that point to even present a track or a a gospel witness to me and I thought man did I look lost I probably (laughs) did was I acting lost more than likely all right no. Uh, but he uh he said man I want to share some good news with you and I said, I know exactly where you're going. You're talking about the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, aren't you? He said, I sure am. Are you a born-again believer? I said, I sure am. And we talked a little bit, and then he brought me down and showed myself and the guys that were with me a ministry that he and some others had started uh, there. And they every Thursday night, uh, they go down and they have like a van Uh, and they have some uh, activities that they plan, some games and refreshments and so forth, and they're trying to just be a witness on the streets uh, there in Jerusalem. But, you know, good news, good news. Man, we want to hear good news. But every time I turn uh, around, it seems like something else is happening, something else has gone wrong. And, uh, you know, we should expect that. We know as we near... Uh, that time when the Lord uh, is coming, that, uh, you know, there'll be perilous times, difficult times and days. But you know what? That should not stop us from praying and seeking a moving of God. Amen? Uh, Because I've found that even against the worst of circumstances, that's when the Lord does His best work. Amen? He's just looking for some people that are willing to pray. And seek His face. What's the great revival passage? 2 Chronicles seven fourteen. If my people, all right, that's you, and that's that's me, and that's uh, the church I attend, the church you attend. If God's people will begin to pray and seek God's face. Hey turn from their wicked ways repent you know God said that he uh would bless and give healing to our land you know what i'm more concerned about just seeing a moving of god than i am about another president in office or a conservative president in office in fact i think in all honesty many times we're praying uh, about things Uh, or we're praying that God would do some things and show some things, and we're more concerned about what God can do than God Himself. And I I think that the Lord, uh, you know, is looking for some people that are looking for Him. I mean, He's looking for some people that want to communicate with Him, commune with Him, and walk with Him, and fellowship. And don't get me wrong, I'd love to see what the Lord can do But the Lord has kind of changed my heart about some things. I just want to see the Lord. I just want to know the Lord. I just want to draw closer to Him. Because we know what He can do, amen. We've got a whole Bible with 66 books that tell us all the things that He can do. Yeah, we were alluding to this fact in Ezekiel class this morning that, you know, the Lord had, had destroyed Jerusalem and the temple and brought the people into captivity. Because they were so proud of that temple. And they were more in love with that temple than they were with the Lord. And so you know what the Lord had to do? Move it plumb out of the way. And had to get them to a point in time and place in their life instead of seeking for things and being impressed with who they were as a people to becoming again a people of faith and in love with the Lord. Hey, it all begins with us being a praying people, amen? Hey, praying, that's communicating with the Lord. That's talking to the Lord. Talking to the God that saved you and the God that created you. And so we see here in 1 Timothy chapter 2, man, we're exhorted to pray. And there are countless scriptures uh, that relate to prayer. And there's a lot of things uh, that could be said about prayer. There are a lot of books written about prayer. But you know, more than needing another book about prayer, or even another sermon about prayer, we need to pray. Amen? (laughs) Honestly, most of the time we talk about it more than we do it. And we spend more time explaining it than we actually uh, spend in prayer. And so let me just encourage you to pray. Now, I'm going to give you these blessings of prayer. Uh, First of all, I want to say, number one, you can pray. You can pray. Hebrews 4, 4, Hebrews four, fourteen through 16 tell us, Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession, for we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmity, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly under the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And what we're told here is that we can pray. You can pray. You are invited to come into the presence of the Lord. And you can come boldly, not cocky, uh, not, not proud, but you can come before the throne of grace because of the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ. We have now direct access. We can go right into His presence and we can have an audience with the God that created us. We can pray. But since we know we can pray, are we praying? So you can pray. Number two, you can pray at any time. You can pray at any time. I like what the psalmist said, and you know where I'm going in Psalm 55 and 17. The scripture says, Evening and morning and at noon will I pray and cry aloud, and he shall hear my voice. The psalmist said, I'm going to pray evening, morning, and at noon Ephesians 6.18 tells us praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Hey, we can pray at any time. We can pray even right now while the chapel service is going on. We can be praying Hey, when we're in classes, we can be praying, and I'm sure there's probably a lot of praying that's going on in class. Oh, God, help me not to fall asleep. Oh, God, help me get through this Brother Ballard's class. Help me, God. I understand. I've probably been responsible for helping you improve your prayer life just by my presence here, right? Okay. I, but no, seriously, hey, we can pray at any time. I like what Dr. Coral uh, talks about when he... Talks about praying without ceasing, getting the Lord on the phone in the morning and shouldering the phone throughout the day, just keeping Him on the line. Amen. But we know we can pray at any time. But are we praying? Are we praying? Hey, you can pray by yourself or you can pray with others. And I think there's a time that we should do both. You know, the Bible talks about closet prayer over in Matthew six and verse six. But thou when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou shut the door, pray to thy father, and thy father, which is in secret, or which is in secret, and thy father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. Let me ask you, do you have a place where you meet with the Lord secretly? Do you have a place where you can resort to, to where you can just get there and shut the rest of the world out and kind of get into that frame of mind where it's just you and the Lord? And I remember in days in Bible college and I lived out in the place they called Baptist City and they had some off-campus housing and I like that. I like living on the off-campus housing because it was detached from you know the campus and everything, and and uh, we had a little apartment, and there'd be anywhere from six to eight guys in one of those apartments, and it was the the all the schools, the Hammond schools, were there, the high school, the junior high, and the elementary school, and the ball field was across the way, and there was a railroad track that went alongside where uh, the the campus uh, was located. Then, and, and uh, I remember hearing Dr. Johnny Pope when he preached about. His time when he was in Bible college, how he would get into one of those boxcars and he would uh, pray. And then Mike Ray, he had talked about hearing Brother Pope, And he went in and and, uh, he found a boxcar and he prayed. And so uh, I went to school and I thought, well, I'm going to find me a boxcar. Well, I never found a boxcar. It just never seemed to be there. But the tracks were there and I'd walk down those tracks and they had kind of a viaduct. And uh, you'd walk down those tracks and I found me a little place there and a little uh, a little shelter that I could get in where no one else could come and I I would pray. Brother Aswad, I remember praying back. You know, this is I was a just new at the school there and and, and just getting accustomed to things, man. I hadn't been uh, I hadn't been that far north in my life. Man, I left, you know, Louisiana I don't even think I'd ever been to the campus or anything. I mean, I went blind faith. You know, everybody was talking about, you know, the college. And, and, and uh, of course, I heard about it, saw pictures of it. And uh, <clears throat> I went to a meeting, but I don't think I'd ever been to the campus before. And, and uh, man, it was all just, uh, you know, just all brand new. And, uh, man, I was homesick. And, And wondering, what in the world am I doing up here? I talk different. I think different. I act different. I eat different. And uh, all these people coming around. Hi, you guys. How you doing? Hi. Guys. Hey, really? You want a pop? And I'm thinking, yeah, I'll take a pop. And uh, it's all kind of crazy like that. And I thought, you know. And I remember Brother Laurent. Brother Laurent. Brother Laurent was as dry as Brother Ballard. I mean, he was dead as last year's corn crop. Um, I never, but no, seriously, Brother Laurent, he loved us. He loved us students. And he had a deep, deep voice, you know. And he had challenged, he said, he'd, say, he'd go, Listen, young men. You need to pray and fast. And I can't even say it like he did. But man, he, he'd get your attention. I mean, he could get your attention. He challenged us to pray and fast for a week. And, uh, you know, we, we, you know, we, yeah, we'll do it. I mean, I think there was like 12 of us that said, we'll do it. I think there's only two that finished, me and one other person. And get this, around the clock, it was one of those 24-hour restaurants, like a Denny's or a Perkins or something like that. We met on Sunday night. Okay, we met Sunday night after church at round the round the clock, and they had the best veal parmesan that I remember. And for the last meal before the big fast, right? I ate veal parmesan with salad. I mean, I mean, I was just a glutton, you know. I was like. a a bear just, you know, getting ready for hibernation. You know, it was the last one. I was determined. And this was what Brother Laurent said. He said, now I want you to go through the line in the cafeteria, get your plate, and then give it to somebody else. I want you, you know, he was just challenging, you know, our, our, our will. And, man, I like a challenge. Don't give me, I like a challenge. I'm crazy like that, man. You tell me I can't do something, man. I'll, I'll try to prove you wrong, you know. And uh, so, yeah, I did that. We, we'd go, he said, go to the grocery store, walk down. I had to walk to buy Aurelio's Pizza on the way to work. I, wa- I walked to work, guys. I walked to work. Didn't have a car. Didn't have a car. I had to walk wherever I went. And I walked by, to get to the Indiana Bell building, I walked by Aurelio's Pizza. Oh, man, it's the first time I've ever seen pizza cut in squares. Never seen that before in my life. I thought, that's like pop and you guys, you know. But I've learned to appreciate both of them, right? Well, man, I started off with that fast and was praying and fasting. And, and, uh, you know, God did a work in my heart that week seriously now I wanted to tell you this I broke that fast you know how I broke that fast after seven days I did have water okay and I did have some juice that was acceptable but after that period of time I come off that fast and I went to around the clock (laughs) and got veal parmesan (laughs) and guess what I haven't had veal parmesan since then all right it killed me, nearly. Uh, I chased it down after that with some White Castle. So, enough said, right? Huh? I, I mean, I'm telling you, I saw visions. I seen a man over in Maryville saying, come over. Come over! Help us! And, I mean, it was, it was bad. You know, I will say this too. And this is confessing. I haven't gone on another seven days since. Now, I have gone on some others, but not that long. And I know Brother Coral goes on a 40-day, and I don't know how in the world he does, but God bless him. But the point is, we do need, I don't know what the point is, really, but uh, I, I, I got along there and, and prayed, got, got, got along there and, and prayed. Do you have a place? Do you have a place? Do you go out by the... Around here, I've driven down here to... Is that the Fox River? And and down here, and then they told me there's a bunch of crazy people that meet down there, so I quit going over. When I used to come over early in the morning, I'd go down there, and I'd spend a little bit of time in prayer. And and, uh, nowadays, you know, I'm a little reluctant to even go to a park just because of the association of things that take place there. But... Hey, that was some place that, was someplace that I, I went even around here. But do you have a, have a place? You can pray. You can pray anywhere. Hey, you can pray about everything. Um, Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Everything. The Bible says be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication. Whatever it is that you have a need of, you can pray about that. You have finances? Pray about that. A spouse, you can pray about that. In fact, you should be praying about that. I mean, we want you to get married as much as you want to get married. All right. I mean, we will. Yeah, yeah. Kick your neighbor there. He wants to get married. He wants to get married. Sure, man. We want. You know, and 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 in all reality, the likelihood is you know fifty percent of y'all in here will get married one day. Okay. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully it'll be more than that. All right. No, seriously. But you know, are you praying? Man, look, if I were you, I'd just say, Oh, God! You know, I, I, really, feel, I really feel sorry for some of you young ladies because some of these guys are praying. They're praying for you. I mean, you don't even want to look twice in their direction. But you know what? They got your name at the top of their prayer list. I mean, you're thinking, oh no, please, Lord, no, never, no, not in this lifetime, no. But they've got your name. In fact, they may even have your picture at that list too. And they're looking at that picture and they said, Oh God, please, oh God, speak to her. Lord, melt her cold heart. Melt her insensitive soul. Oh God, please, change her mind. God, make her dumb so that she would look at me. Hey, you girls, hey, you girls, you may, you, you, you may want to start your prayer life up this way. Oh, God, no, never, never, Lord, no. Don't even let him put me up on your prayer list, God, no. But it's happening. Are you praying? Are you praying? I mean, God answers prayer. Look at Mason. <laughs> Amen. Look at Brother Mason. Brother Mason, God's in the miracle making business. Amen. Amen. I got a good in two. Got a good in two. I right, praise the Lord. Oh man, I better hurry up. Hey, you can pray and should pray for everyone. I already mentioned that first. Timothy chapter two verse one. You can pray, just like any time you can. You can pray anywhere. 1 Timothy 2.8 says, I will therefore that men pray everywhere. And then lastly, you can know this, that prayer works. Prayer works. Psalm 66.18 and 20 says, If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. But, verily God hath heard me, he hath attended to the voice of my prayer. Blessed be God, which hath not turned away my prayer, nor his mercy from me. James 5, 16, confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. You know, God answers prayer. Now, I, 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 use, I alluded to this in class this morning. In three different times in Acts, you see where the church came together in one accord, in one place, for one specific purpose. And they prayed. They prayed. Acts chapter 1, Acts chapter 2, they were to tarry in Jerusalem and they were to pray until they were endued with power. And there they prayed and God answered that prayer. Then in Acts chapter 4, uh, Peter had healed a a lame man and uh, the church had begun to experience persecution. And once again, they came together and they were in one place and in one accord and they began to pray for one specific purpose. And it wasn't that persecution would cease. It it wasn't that they would be taken out of harm's way. They prayed that the the Lord would give them boldness and being able to witness. And you know what? God gave them that boldness. And then in Acts chapter 12, uh, Peter was in prison and he was in the innermost part. And Herod had determined that he was going to Execute Peter just as he had executed James. And the church came together and prayed. And God answered the prayer of that church. And Peter was released. And the Bible says right before it transitions back to Paul and Barnabas that the word of God increased exceedingly because folks prayed now i mentioned we are to pray secretly but we are to, there's a time to pray corporately as well where folks can gather get together much like what we have illustrated in the scripture we need a praying people uh, we we hear a lot about especially in this day you know god moving on campuses among young people and and young people desiring a, a moving or a manifestation of, of the of moving of God. And I know there's a lot of crazy things that is being, uh, has, has being seen, witnessed, and testified of. And a lot of it is nothing more than man-made and generated by emotion. But suffice it to say, there needs to be a generation of young people that hunger God enough to pray to pray for revival. I mean, we you can point, oh, that's fake, that's unreal, ain't nothing happening there. Well, what's happening among us? And might it not be at least some motivation for us to say, well, Lord, we want to see something real. We want to see something genuine. We want to see something that results in and, and Christians being called and, and sent out. We want to see something that results in, in, in backsliders being reclaimed. We, we want to see something that results in, in, in sinners being saved. We want to see something that results in lives being changed. We, we want to see something that results in, in young people being stirred. And not just stirred, but changed and effective and empowered. You know, I'm I'm really excited about what I see these young pastors, you know, Brother Che uh, and and Brother Aposhendik and and the work that they're doing. You know, that's going to be you just in a little while here. But you know what's going to make the difference and what makes their works what they are? Understanding that it is prayer. Understanding it is a walk with God. Uh, We can have programs, and we can have uh, special days, and and we should, and those are good. But it's going to come down to our relationship with the Lord and our desire for Him to move in first our life and the lives of others around us. Hey, the blessing of prayer is real. Someone said no prayer, no power, little prayer, little power, much prayer, much power. Charles Finney said, unless I had the spirit of prayer, I could do nothing. I'm reminded in the song, Did You Think to Pray? It goes like this, ere you left your room this morning, did you think to pray? Well, Brother Ballard, I was in a hurry. So was I. I might have been running a little bit late. Yep, so was I. But did you stop to pray? Did you stop? Did you just stop? I mean, I said you didn't. You didn't have time to, 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 to dwell for a half hour. But did you stop? Did you stop? Did you stop? And say, wait a minute. Wait, before I go any further, before I head out this door, I need to be ready. You know, here's something I find out. Folks that pray, pray, have a good attitude. Folks that pray notice other people around them. It's something about prayer. God makes you conscious of, of others, makes you conscious of your of, of your testimony. And I'm I'm convinced the gripers and the scorners, the complainers, the divisive. I'm convinced of this. No prayer. Because you get you're not gonna you're not gonna have uh, sweet and bitter water from the same fountain. I'm saying to you, it, 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 it cha- it'll change my life, it'll change your life. Ere you left your room this morning, did you think to pray? In the name of Christ our Savior, did you sue for love and favor as a shield today? Oh, how praying rests the weary. Prayer will change the night today. So in sorrow and in gladness, don't forget to pray. Hey, you can pray. Seven blessings of prayer. All of that say this. Pray for yourself, pray for each other, pray for your college collectively, pray for your ministry that God's placed you in, pray for those that you look to for leadership and direction, your parents, but don't just talk about it. We all know about prayer. We don't even really need a class on it. What we need it what we need is just to pray. Once again, thank you for listening to this episode of Maverick Messages.